2: Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers Episode 569, and of course, as we continue to live in a life post-new releases, we mine the archives in this week episode, since we do two a week, you're in for a (laughs) treat, I put that in air quotes, Dan's not here to make his air quotes noise, but uh, (laughs) as we tackle... Batman returns and you wouldn't
3: think that this would be on our list of like weird not needed sequels but it is
0: (laughs) well originally I don't think the idea was to uh, put this I I think uh, when Tom and I first discussed doing this movie it was a break from the not needed
2: slash bad sequels (laughs) (laughs) and then and then you watched it again with with adult eyes. And you, yes, well, and you came around. <laughs> well, yes. Here,
0: well, here's the deal. Like, okay, Batman. I think everyone knows my favorite superhero. I love Batman. You know, comics, movies, TV shows, animated series, number one. But. I have never looked at this movie critically before, yeah, and I didn't. Even, I didn't even try to. But I mean, I'm watching it and I'm paying closer attention. I've got to talk about it on the podcast, and it just it was a completely different experience. I've seen this movie countless times, and this time it just hit me completely different.
3: It's so crazy how different. Same director, same cast, same writer, same everything. How different '89's Batman is to this.
2: It's because he's like got. It's
3: not. It's it's cu- a it's a different franchise. It's because he's got
2: juice now, right? Yeah, yeah, that's and, very yeah. And they they wanted him the first time. They were like, "Well, we guess you can do this." And this time, they wanted him back. They felt he was the well, key, they... and so they they kind of lost the ability to be able to tell him no.
0: Oh yeah, he made him that much money, and he came on board, and he only did it
2: with control over the script, so. Right, so. That's
0: the yikes. difference. Yikes.
2: <laughs> yikes. <laughs> so uh, um, before we do all that, uh, let's go around the virtual table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Of course, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. The group is called the League of Show Sharers because uh, some people are kind enough to share the episode every week. And the people who were kind enough to share it last week are, in no particular order, Laura Conley-Quiddick. Carl Clarkson, Griffin Fox-Smith, Travis T. Witt, Brent Smith, who has been an or- ordained minister in an internet fashion, oh, but now it's his, congratulations, it's reverend Brent Smith. So, oh, Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, regal. Yes. Uh, regal. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure a reverend is royal, but... Well, I don't know. Some people think they do. They are. So uh, Chris <laughs> Sanders, Chris Magic Man, Gabriel Lugo, Tammy Sherman Powers, Tom Comiskey, Julianne Jordan, Chris Williams... Librarian Cynthia, Aaron Marlowe, Lane Levanway, Ralph Tribble, Jason Weesey, and Susan Carlson. So thank you very much for uh, sharing the show. We greatly appreciate it. And, of course, don't forget our Patreon, where for 5 bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and you help out. And that is uh, greatly appreciated. So with that behind us, I guess we will tackle Batman Returns.
0: I think Joe and I, first, before we get into the movie, though, we recently had a discussion on Twitter with people, and several people... Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. ...who say that Batman Returns is better than Batman 89, and both Joe and I, and this isn't the first time I've had this discussion with people. So I was familiar with it before, but I don't think Joe had, and he was shocked when all these people came in and they just kept saying, yeah, Batman returns is superior. Batman returns is the best Batman ever. Like that statement is made. Like all these people came out and I grew up loving the movie too, but never thinking it's better. Um, But you know, I never thought that 89 was an inferior movie. Like I love that movie. I've gone back and watched that one more times than any of these.
3: Eight, 89 is my is my second favorite Batman movie.
2: It's solid and Joe. After? What's that? After what what's your first? The Dark Knight. Okay. Yeah, I would agree that Dark Knight is that's the the ultimate Batman movie thus far. Yeah. 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 Thus and far. And so
0: yes. and Joe, didn't you and I even go back and do an episode on Patreon for 89? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we did. So you should so for Patreon listeners, you, sh- you should be able to go back and find that because all our stuff that we do, the specialty episodes live on there. So anyway, the point is, uh, we have this conversation online and all these people love it and and say it's better and the best and all this stuff. And I just, after watching this movie again and watching it through the critical perspective... I just cannot fathom anyone thinking that. Like, no. Uh, that's insane to me.
2: I think, like, so w- watching this movie, and I honestly, like, I don't know that I've seen this movie since it came out, right? And. Were you
3: doing. Re- I guess you weren't reviewing stuff in. What was this, 92?
2: Yeah, I would have been 22 when this movie came out. So, okay. Yeah. And, uh, so, actually, I would have been 21 because it came out in the summer. But, uh. Okay. But, so, like, maybe I saw it on VHS, but. Like it's not something I've revisited In with In any semblance of Recent (laughs) right and uh, Yeah and I found myself In like two places on this movie Like I was enjoying It as a Tim Burton Movie but I was not enjoying It as a Batman movie (laughs) because it's not a Batman Batman's
3: in this movie for probably half an hour.
2: Yeah, like he is not in this <laughs> maybe. movie and, and I I would I as I was watching it I was messaging Kevin and I was like when does this become a Batman movie? I was <laughs> yeah. I was like 45 minutes into it and there'd been like one Batman scene.
3: Like if he was in it and that and that scene is like 5 minutes.
2: Yeah, and it, it was fairly short and and on top of it they paid Michael Keaton like 11 million dollars 11 million (laughs) 1992 dollars to make this movie it's a hell of a payday and and only because i think burton was like michael keaton or i'm out which is also weird because burton was on record for like not wanting to make a direct sequel to the first movie so what did he want to do? He he didn't he didn't want to make like and that's why like there was an original script where Vicki Vale is back and they're referencing things that happen in the first movie much more in depth than they do in this one. Hmm. Other than like the other than the 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 joke about Alfred letting Vicki Vale into the Batcave and then his, yeah. his his little romantic speech about Vicky Vale. Like there's really no references direct references to the first film and
3: yeah there's no Joker references and she's the only one that's brought up
2: right and so um, that was like how he did not want to make a direct sequel and I don't think has he ever directed a sequel Uh, no well there's Edward Scissorhands
0: too, electric boogaloo
2: (laughs) (laughs) well I get Beetlejuice
3: Two? he tried to that was a thing that was a thing at one point and that's not a thing anymore I don't think
2: yeah, I mean he, or,
3: he it, or got traction again like six months ago that it was happening.
2: Yeah, he tried to get that set off the ground like back in the day, like around the same time yeah. as this movie, and and didn't. And but beyond that, like he's had movies that have spawned sequels, but he has not typically helmed them. No, that's
0: yeah, true. yeah, that's that's interesting. No, I mean he definitely isn't someone. I mean he's an auteur, and he is someone that. You know, his movies have a certain style, and lately they've kind of gotten away from that. But you can tell, especially in the 80s, 90s, what a Tim Burton movie is. They have a right. look, and this movie, you know, is this is a very Tim Burton-y movie. Yes. And I think upon reflection, when I think about why I loved this movie growing up, and aside from just Batman and loving the character of Batman, I think I fell in love with the visual style. Like, I've always been a fan of Burton. You know, as a kid, I watched Edward Scissorhands and Beetlejuice and Batman and this Batman Returns. And so I really like that style. So I was torn watching this because I'm going into this thinking, yeah, I love Batman Returns. And it's great. Not as good as 89, but I love it. And I'm I'm watching it. And I have such respect for the Stan Winston practical effects and the set yeah. design and the, the gorgeous imagery and the Tim Burton style, which I really like.
2: Yeah, there's um, very little CGI in this movie. There's only like two things, I think, that are CGI. Yeah. Tiny well, little I mean, enhancements. Yeah.
3: Well, what about the whole scene with him hanging off the building or her flying on the... You think that's just a green screen?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, stuck
3: I, yeah. To the oh, heli- yeah, like the helicopter thing and the helicopter
2: thing yeah. and the, sh- the shields on the Batmobile. This time look CGI. Oh, sure, sure, but sure. Other yeah. than that, I mean, I think you know the movies. I mean, it uh, when they were making this movie, the w- Warner Brothers Studios. This film consumed over half of their lot. That's man, how much, how how many sets and how large the sets were. Like, I mean, it was, and it's really one of the last movies to be made in that style like you really don't get those huge no, giant true. sets anymore and and uh, and, and it, you can tell it's a set but it also works okay because it's gotten the whole the Burton Batman universe has always had a very otherworldly feel yeah so even though it always felt a little a little fake like it worked in that regard
0: Man, I was thinking to you from last week, Tom, that, I mean, when I was watching this movie and you were going off on Escape from L.A. for being a set, I'm looking at this <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, I love Tim Burton's style and everything, so I enjoyed it, but right. I'm like, this looks just as much of a set as anything, the zoo it, and all that. I mean, it looks like it's a stage. There's abso- no doubt.
2: Absolutely, it does. And my, and but if you remember, my complaint about Escape from L.A. is that it was a sequel to a movie that did not look like that. Right, and so if uh, did they did they film the first Batman somewhere, or were those a bunch of sets too? Those were sets. Those, those were, I, I'm, an escape, I'm an escape. I'm escape from LA is a sequel to a movie that oh, did oh, not oh. look like that. And so, gotcha. And and so Batman like, didn't though. No, it did.
0: Bat- no, I thought the first one. The first one looks. I mean, no, it does, but I, to me, <laughs> it, it, a Gotham City '89 looks, like looks way more lived in, and I mean, something about it. That is true. It.
3: That is true. There's the the '89 Gotham does look better than the '92 Gotham.
0: Like the alleys and that main like center town and all that. Like, yeah, if you really want to like break it down, yes, you can tell certain things look like soundstage, but. There were also many shots that, I mean, looked like they were outside. Like, they did a really good job of building that set where these ones looked more contained. There was something about it to where you could tell more. I don't know if it was lighting. I don't know if it was not as dark. So you could The fake tell, but, you know, snow? Yeah, something about this movie, though, to me, looked way more enclosed than the first one. And so that's why I think, relative to your point, Tom, like I feel like this one to, to one is more of a... You know, the same kind of a thing. So, I don't know. Yeah,
3: it's, uh- I don't know, and I don't think, I mean, I don't know what our age range is for our listeners, but if there's any younger listeners out there that didn't live through 89's Batman, you don't know, like, the cultural phenomenon that was Batman. Like, in 1989, like, it was, and it was, so we'd had superhero movies in the past, but they all looked very similar to their comic book counterparts. Christopher Reeve looks like he came off the page in 1978. Um... This was a completely different look for this this changed the look of Batman uh from here on out like it's from 89 on he started wearing the black suit um so i this it's crazy how different this is and how not good this is <laughs> like this is this is like it, I, as i was sitting there with Leanne Leanne had never seen it and i was just watching it and she just on the couch And she would look up occasionally and just be like, what is going on in this movie? And I was like, let's not forget, there are Happy Meals attached to this movie. Yeah. Like, there are toys and kids stuff. Like, this was supposed to be a kids movie. And you, have
0: yeah, you know, I just real quick to that point, like I've always just been like bah, those parents and they're, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever, like they're just so touchy and it's whatever. Prude... i watch this movie. And I'm like, this is a kid's movie. Like for some reason now I watch it and I'm like, oh, I kind of get why people were a little upset about
3: this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, especially you know? <laughs> I would
2: not let I wouldn't let my daughter watch this, especially in 92. You know what I mean? Like right. yeah. people are a little bit more desensitized now, but there are some pretty raunchy lines in this movie. The Joker,
3: the The, the Penguin is a creepo.
2: Oh my God, I I wrote down his lines. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like, (laughs) there's the pussy I'm (laughs) looking for. Like, yeah, like, (laughs) yeah, right, right. But also he's just like, oh yeah,
0: being mayor is great. I can grope people now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know... (laughs) Which in, is ridiculous. Who times, would ever like, elect a politician
0: that <laughs> yeah.
3: openly
2: admits to groping? Who would people? say
0: it was
3: it's okay? They want you to do it,
0: <laughs> but oh, it's it's like you're right though the lines, but the Catwoman lines, even stuff she says, yeah. the sexually charged stuff, the the Penguin I can, lines. I, so
3: I can forget. I can I can let the Catwoman lines go because that's that character they're trying to portray, right? Like she's she's so timid and so meek in the beginning. And when she gets pushed out a window and chewed on by cats, she has a transformation. (laughs) But she, right? she, so she's I can, still
0: in a cat's. She's still in a kids' movie, though, Joe. It doesn't matter what I her totally, character. Is. I, I'm just saying, you're like, totally this, right. You're yeah, totally it's right. not. It's not that the I char- It's character problems. It's that they put these characters yeah. in a kids' comic book movie. Like this is the <laughs> point in time where I mean, I'm not saying, of course, that only kids read comics. I mean, Tom read comics, and he was what did you say? Like 22 when this came yeah, out. Yeah, I was 22 I mean, when this came out. It's not. It's not like only kids read. But I'm just saying, like, the medium in general was especially at this time thought of as you know a kids. Medium. I will. I will
3: say in like in '92, the medium is starting to change.
0: Sure,
2: sure. But but but
3: '89's Batman was kind of the 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 catalyst and started bringing on some more adult in mainstream
2: culture. I mean, there had been oh sure sure, grown up targeted books prior to that, but in mainstream culture, that was when people were like, oh, not every comic book is necessarily for kids. But when a comic book wasn't for kids. They normally did things to scream from the mountaintops that it was not for kids, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Or <laughs> the other way they would do it is, at least initially, is they would put it in a prestige format, which would make it cost right. you know three ninety nine, four ninety nine an issue, which was a lot of money back then. So it pretty much guaranteed that one, it skipped the news rack, and two, yes. a kid's not probably going to drop five bucks on one comic. When he could go pick up, you know, he could get four regular comics for that sure. amount of money. So That's,
3: yeah, like the Dark Knight Returns, the it's not a typical. Uh, I hate this term, but there's no other term. It's not a typical floppy. Right, like it's a the the cover stock is a thicker stock, it's like a it's card like stock. A, like a, a it's a on, different binding.
2: The, yeah, it's 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 not stapled. It's glued, and it's and it's got, right. it's squared off. And then the pages are thicker paper and glossier paper. Back when most comics were still on newsprint, and then right, and then you started to, and then after that, you is when you started to see comics switch from newsprint to a cheaper version of that glossy stock. There was still <laughs> yeah. a difference and between actually, the prestige books and the regular ones. DC has gone back to the newsprint. Really?
3: Uh in the last in the last year. And actually I like it more. Like it's not it's not newsprint. It's not like it it's not uh that that thinner, but it's definitely a newsprint style page. Interesting. So it's got some it's got some texture to it, which I like. Interesting. Uh but yeah, so like this, you know, we're sitting there watching it and yeah, the penguins got some ridiculous lines well yeah. you know, the the,
0: uh, whole, the the main problem with this movie that I had again like I like the visuals but the script is terrible it's, it's awful. not like good man the, I mean it is just terrible and I couldn't help but to, it was cringeworthy so often throughout the movie And that's what I don't understand about these sequels to successful movies. Like, we've talked about this with The Sting 2, for example. If you go back a couple weeks and it's like, you've taken the exact same movie, and this movie, obviously, the plot isn't the same, but you're, you're, you know, in The Sting, they take a movie that has a very, you know, very good movie and a similar plot, and then they yuck it up and they put really cheesy lines in there. And so many sequels, they end up, having these really cheesy lines like i don't understand or like how escape from la even like i mean i can admit even though i like it but it's like you know new york was less goofy and silly than la ended up being like why do they have to take a successful movie and turn it into a cheese fest i don't understand the thought process because the things that the characters said there were so many one-liners there were so many weird out-of-character things that that these you know character said oh you
3: mean like batman batman killing people
0: the, the right from the beginning i mean we, yeah you <laughs> he know set dude on fire yeah, yeah i we forgot about the guy on fire that's i did too because okay what do i always say joe when i reference this movie what is the one thing i say bomb in the pants bomb in the pants every time we talk bomb about batman pants. returns i'm like yeah batman returns is solid it's a good batman movie but he kills the person bomb in the pants <laughs> so this movie like just to like get even you know just like aha I'll show you move like in this first fight scene when these clowns start busting all over Gotham they there's a fire breather and he like breathes fire in the direction of the Batmobile Batman's <laughs> Not, like, oh. doesn't
3: doesn't doesn't
0: touch the bat no he just, just in brings, the direction yeah. and batman's like oh okay i installed this special ramp or utility that will spin my bat will be a 180 and the exhaust will set you on fire if that guy is not dead he is scarred for life right. just because he he's cre- he's fire. already
3: he's created his new villain already
0: yeah like that's what i'm saying yeah. like there's a whole backstory i imagine that in my head of this guy like i will get my revenge on batman like they like if he is not dead he is burned and scarred for life And, like, Batman, in my mind, the Batman that I know and love, he would incapacitate him in a way that does not set his body on fire. (laughs) Like, why? Why This is Zack
3: Snyder's inspiration for BVS.
0: But it's the same. (laughs) Zack Snyder loves Batman Returns. (laughs) But it's the same concept, though, right? Like, you're taking a character... And you've got a beloved character with a rich backstory, and you know his character traits and what he believes, in and all this, and then you do these things because I don't know they're quote unquote funny or goofy or entertaining cool. to like, I don't know. It just blew my mind.
3: I, I, so again, Leanne's sitting there and she's just like, did, did he just kill that guy? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, he absolutely did. She's like, what is? What is happening? I said, I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, sometimes you can see a movie like, uh, I don't know, I'm just trying to think, anything produced by Joel Silver in, like, the the late 80s, and you're just like, oh, they were coked out of their minds. That's what was going on. Like, they were just like, yeah, let's do that and do that, and let's do this, and it was just crazy pants. This one, I mean, it's 92, and I just, I cannot, we, we, could, we talk about all the time about how directors don't understand the character and i don't think tim burton ever gave a crap about batman well
0: Didn't he cares about it.
2: Batman. yeah i mean he's on he on wanted record. to do the
3: villains yeah hmm. you know the, like he was all about those villains the and
2: villains and the and and the visual style of batman is what he cared about yeah and and that batman just happened to be in gotham and that's what resonated and that's what made these movies popular too is i mean there's nothing that looked like these movies um, no that's very true and like now you know 20 something years on, 30 almost 30, like uh and now very familiar with the work of Tim Burton, like you go back and look at this movie and you're just very much like, "Oh, it's just a oh. Tim Burton movie." <laughs> like now I get yeah. it, like it's yeah. not a Batman movie, it's a Tim Burton movie. And it 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 makes a lot more sense in that context and it works better in that context. But uh but as a straight up Batman movie, it 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 leaves something to be desired.
3: <laughs> it's weird to see the progression of these movies because i always i always did lump batman and returns together right like they, they were okay, always
0: both, yes they're always one and the same same here
3: and then they go crazy with forever and batman at robin but if you look at the progression of this i think return i think forever is better
0: than this i was just about to say the same thing i it's sacrilege i feel almost embarrassed to say this, but I do think I enjoy forever better than this movie because forever at least knows what it wants to be. Like it wants to be a comic book movie. It wants to be silly and campy and it's trying to appeal to more of the Batman 66 crowd and more of the older comics and and do a kid's movie. And, and it still is dark at times. and It and, was trying to thread that needle,
2: right? Like, it was... Yeah. Oh, and like, I, th- I think it with, does thread that without needle. Without abandoning the, 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 the stuff Tim Burton had created and still yeah. kind of keep yeah. that look and, and that tone, but also still having... Like something for the people that remembered Batman 66 and I think that Yeah that it is definitely Like now again watching these more As an adult than more of an educated film Guy like it's definitely a reaction To this movie it also mm-hmm. Something to point out uh, And not that this is the only way you should judge A film but it also made A ton more money like it It made did it really yeah like forever made More money than returns returns is Is the second lowest Of the grossing of the four if you adjusted for inflation my guess is it might even be the lowest Um, wow it made that's interesting I wonder what the hell happened it made like two hundred and sixty six million dollars where Batman and Robin made two hundred and thirty eight so less than twenty million dollars separating them and then Batman forever made three hundred and thirty six. So, I, you
0: know, but I think it's all there, though, Joe, I think you you can answer your own question, because again, what we're seeing on screen, could you imagine the word of mouth on this movie from parents I guess after true. seeing it like this movie, if you if you were expecting to see <laughs> Batman, especially, you know, I mean, because Batman 89 is tame. By comparison to this movie. Oh, yes, yes. So if you're coming off Batman 66 and then Batman 89, which yes, was darker, but not as insane. And then you see this movie, like your reaction as a parent would be like, WTF? What? What <laughs> did I just take my kids to? And so you know, it doesn't. You know, it's not going to have that word of mouth. And then when you think of Forever and how fun and goofy it is, while still maintaining a really dark gothic look to it, like Batman and Robin goes wackadoo. But Batman Forever, oh yeah, like is is this transition to where it's like they they ramp up the camp and the humor, but then they also have a really dark, like Jim Carrey and Two Face have a really dark imagery surrounding them. And so I think you get the best of both worlds with that one where this you get really cool imagery but the characters don't make sense and it's just really dark in a way that you don't need it to be like again like with batman presumably killing people you don't see them die but us as adults now watch this and we're like yeah we know they're dead (laughs) (laughs) when when she when he
3: kicks the guy down the like the the sewer thing with the bomb in his pants yeah and leanne's watching it and she was like i don't I don't think he's coming back from that. I said, no, no, that's not a flesh wound. That's a your body's gone wound. Yes. Yeah, there's nothing left when you kick the guy down and shove a bomb down his pants.
2: So getting into well, the movie, probably, yeah, let's dig into the movie. Maybe we don't have time to go beat by beat. Maybe we talk about just some of the bigger moments.
3: Yeah. So you know we're four, three years out from uh, eighty nine, and you know Batman has taken the gotham by storm and everybody knows that he exists at this point there's the bat signal which is the most ludicrous th- like it's the that's the most ludicrous thing in this whole movie so
0: what oh be careful with what you say yeah
3: <laughs> the red the, the red circle gang uh, is attacking gotham and uh they're at like the tree lighting ceremony and commissioner gordon tells some random cop to kick the kick the signal on and <laughs> somehow bruce wayne who just was just chilling in a dark room I'm just just waiting no not doing anything in particular just waiting for the bat signal to go up um has these i guess they're like reflective mirrors like
2: yeah like mirrors to bounce the sick the bat signal yeah. and just in case <laughs> directly it into
0: this room while they're like bat signal detectors like it's like the bat (laughs) signal goes up and then i thought they were lights too maybe they are powered by it but like there he has his own little lights that then turn and shine on him first of all i'm like that's stupid and second of all
1: (laughs) it's
3: ridiculous i'm like
0: why is he just sitting there waiting like his reaction to the bat signal coming on is really bad
3: yeah he's like "Oh, oh oh i i guess i should go to work
2: it's one of those things i complain about where it's like uh, like I complained about this in the sting too, where they have the reveal that Terry Gar's character was like, like, kind of like gonna be the the lady that scams this other guy, and she sure, enters sure. the room with, and her hat's down, and then she like lifts up her head dramatically, and it's like, but it's like that reveal isn't <laughs> for anyone in the movie; it's only for the people watching the movie, right? Like, if, <laughs> right. Like yeah. if you're not, and he if, is he is the
0: batman like right. what what is he react- like what have you been doing in that dark room you're waiting for literally that yeah. Like, right. you would just be like oh he there it sprinting is i've been waiting to
3: the Batcave. yeah, it's, yeah like, oh, this, finally
2: this intricate system only works if you're sitting in that room <laughs> yeah god forbid
3: he didn't have to take a poop yeah and then he'd be like oh no i missed it
0: oh no i'm sure that there's a little uh something that comes <laughs> yeah. out of the toilet paper holder or another little bat signal you know the whole house is. Just oh yeah wired. can we
3: talk about the branding in this movie where like he his little um <laughs> cd thing has a bat signal on it yeah oh my god like, don't do you, even and then and then he tries and then he 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 he's like a dj Yes, don't, it, I, but it's a CD, so that's right, not. A I, thing.
0: I have about ten notes, and one of my ten <laughs> notes is he scratches a CD. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's not. A, that's not how that works. That doesn't. That's, yeah, CDs are digital. Not a thing. I hate to tell <laughs> you, but that's yeah.
0: um So yeah, anyway, so he
3: gets to Gotham, and he you know beats up the gang, and we're introduced to Michelle Pfeiffer, who it's funny. So in our episode, our next episode, I was trying to figure out how old she was in Greece too. So she's twenty one. In Greece too. Okay, she's thirty-one okay. here, so these movies are ten years apart, and I got it. To top five we will be top five. Like I'll laminate that list. I don't care. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is gorgeous, <laughs> and it's crazy. Like even even when they try to not make her gorgeous, they can't. Like even when she's like the mousy Selena Kyle, yeah, it's just like no, I get it. Like you're it, you. We could put you in an eighties. Uh, Teen comedy, and you could be the quote unquote ugly girl that is all of a sudden not the (laughs) ugly girl because she took her glasses off, right? Like that's that's Michelle Pfeiffer, and it's weird. the The origin of Catwoman, well, I guess the the origin that is done today is that is based on the Frank Miller Year One story, right? Like she was a hooker um, that Bruce Wayne had a run in with before, like a pre Batman Bruce Wayne. They have kind of like a throwdown. Uh, in the in the streets, uh, and she becomes like a cat burglar after that. Like she gives up the the sex worker life and becomes a cat burglar, and that's kind of her origin. She kind of goes from there. They're currently married in the comics, by the way, so that's a thing. Um, <laughs> but it's just like it's it's just an interesting take on that character, and the fact that it's was going to spawn a sequel that never happened until two thousand four. Is that when it came out? Right, right, yeah. Like that Halle Berry Catwoman you know, was explain it. What do the you mean? Halle Berry Catwoman was was supposed to be Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah,
3: that whole thing was supposed to be that was she was going to get her own movie, and it just Michelle Pfeiffer. I think so. It could was have spawned scheduling. a sequel. You mean? Yes, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, like, sure. Sorry, I'm like
0: it
2: didn't because I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, well her, her that's,
3: origin's exactly the same.
2: That's why they added her in the last shot of this movie, even though that's right. not actually her. Um. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's why they added Catwoman that last. Like they they spent a quarter of a million dollars to go back and shoot to get that, that one shot. That one shot of Catwoman popping up at the end because they were like, "Oh wait, we kind of left her dead. Let's not leave her dead and <laughs> yeah. and try and make another one." Even though Michelle Pfeiffer's like hated that costume, she was v- literally vacuum sealed into that mo- into that costume, I, which it okay, doesn't so, hold up. Is easy but- to believe.
0: Yeah, she, she went through 60 costumes during filming.
2: Yeah. Because, uh, like, like, 60 I mean, different it's, it's variations explain of the that, costume?
0: No, no. How
2: do you wear through 60 of them? I, well, I, I, just... I think what it is, is it's it vacuum seals so it's so tight, and then yeah. there's no way to get it off without destroying it. Oh, they have to uh, cut it off, that, basically? That's, that's my theory, because I don't think she okay. was doing anything wrong to the costumes. I think that, right, okay. you know, that... They, they, when these people would design the costumes, they weren't all practical. Because one of the other big innovations in in these the costumes from bat between Batman and Batman Returns is that Michael Keaton was like, I want a zipper in it this time because yeah. he couldn't, because <laughs> he couldn't pee. And no, so, sure, sure, sure. And so they put a zipper in the crotch so he could so he could
3: pee. That's hilarious. Yeah.
2: And so my guess <laughs> is they didn't give much thought to hers either. And so yeah, like they were because the other thing is the costumes were. I read that she went through sixty of them, but they were like each one was like a thousand bucks, which doesn't sound my God. That doesn't sound all that expensive on the set of a movie like Batman Returns.
3: I guess that's true. I you guess know what that's mean? true. And, and I and I think Cat, just a I think Catwoman is a character. You know like when they talk about spinning off the the Gotham universe, right? Like Catwoman works. Like that that she could she could play in her own movie and that oh, would yeah. work just fine. But I don't know if it was scheduling conflicts or what it was, but she never came back to that role.
0: And I, I, I just going back to that, uh, origin story. I hate this origin story. And you know, you've talked about, there's much better ones. I like her being a cat burglar. I like her in the animated series, being an animal activist that, you know, things keep getting screwed over. So she's stealing money and doing crimes to support the animals and try to help them. Like there are so many better origins. And this one, she's an administrative assistant slash secretary. Ha ha ha. Uh, you know, and, and she gets pushed out of a window and somehow for being that, too smart yeah but but she's a secretary that gets pushed out of a window and when she wakes up she's one crazy and two knows martial arts and gymnastics <laughs> yeah. like I don't I don't understand how in any universe even if like a comic book movie whatever I don't care like it makes no sense No there's no, no like no. I at least want a comic book I don't care if like okay a, a toxic ooze spilled and you have superpowers fine you know it, it gave you powers it morph whatever but like Someone falling does not turn them, like, in any stretch. Like, that just, uh, it, I don't know. And, it, 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 and then know, getting then then
3: then... gnawed on by
0: cats.
2: But then cats yeah. nibbled on her. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right.
0: well.
1: So in she has rabies, case, is what you're saying.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: she's rabid. Yeah, that makes so way more
3: sense. She's, she is totally rabid.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. So, yeah. So then, of course, in the beginning of the movie, we have uh, a strange cameo by a... P- very recently busted Paul Rubens. Like I feel like this is very or, like this is right after he got busted in the porn theater.
0: Oh, I don't remember. I I love that casting though. Uh, I think it had been a few years.
3: Had it? Yeah. Okay. So Paul Rubens and who what? I thought was Sandra Bernhard is not Sandra Bernhard in
2: this movie. But this uh, was uh, definitely the... like the first major thing he popped back up in. And That's what I thought Okay Yeah And and, uh, and this Well He had a really Nice appearance At the MTV Music Awards As Pee Wee Herman uh, Right after it occurred Okay Where he pops up And he's Like it's just The lights go up At the MTV Music Awards And it's just Pee Wee Herman On stage by himself And and the crowd goes crazy, and then he just goes. And I can't do the Pee Wee Herman voice. I'm not going to try. Yeah, that's but fine. he's like, heard any good jokes lately? And then, like, <laughs> and then the crowd just goes absolutely crazy. And then, and then that's pretty much it. But this is the first thing that when he was, was Buffy? The, when was Buffy the
3: Vampire Slayer? The movie?
2: Uh, I'm not sure
3: because I mean he's got a he's a he's the he's a supporting actor in that
2: for yeah. sure. So yeah, it was 91 when he got arrested. So it so and, okay, and, and this was definitely uh. This was definitely Tim Burton um, doing his buddy a favor. Doing his but I mean he Pee he owes his career to Pee Wee Herman, right? Like yes, yeah, so, absolutely. Love so, that movie. Yeah, Pee Wee's so, like,
0: Big Adventure is great.
2: Yeah, and then Buffy the Vampire Slayer was was ninety two. Okay. And, and, oh, it's uh, same year. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then he was in iva. Blow right around this time too, wasn't he? Oh. But oh,
0: blow is 2000 i think right yeah was i was working on blockbuster i mean this that. is oh, way so it's like okay. 2000 blow.
2: 2001 oh okay yeah
0: so but anyway i i love that casting and i love that uh in the tv show gotham he comes back as the penguin's father like that's yeah. a yeah. brilliant yeah casting as again, garbage right.
3: as that show turned out to be
0: but it didn't uh it was garbage no, it in the beginning and turned out to be better that's it it started off slow but that's the problem is if you stuck with it that show is pretty legit especially for batman fans i mean they go deep there's a lot of deep cuts in there like i mean i don't know i really appreciated it as the show went on but that casting was great but anyway back to the movie proper so yeah the clowns attack the city and they basically lure max shrek who max shrek played by christopher walken
3: (laughs) okay okay Okay, can we talk about his son just real quick?
0: <laughs> I mean, you you can, but it's okay. gotta be quick. <laughs> you know,
3: you know that he is doing like when every any time
0: Chip would talk, yeah, he talks just like Christopher a- Walken. Yeah. The actor's doing the worst Christopher Walken impression <laughs> I've ever heard. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, he's talking, yeah, but uh, and that, I was that-
3: just like, at one point I was like, is he? Is he doing a Christopher Walken voice?
0: Well yeah, that's I was like, like he
3: is. That's so That's yeah. so I, stupid.
0: I, yeah, so but uh that actor played Zangief in Street Fighter the movie.
3: He also played Just, Superman in like uh a fan film that I remember seeing. Oh, that's funny. But, it's, but yeah, it's not good.
0: So the thing is again going back to Tim Burton's script changes, that character of Max Shrek was supposed to be Harvey Dent.
3: Yeah. Wait
0: so they Tim Burton's like no you know he's trying so far to steer away from a sequel so they wanted to change it into this whole different plot and then they were probably like well you can't do that with Harvey Dent that's just that's way too far off base so, so yeah they were they, gonna
3: have the Joker kidnap Harvey Dent or not the Joker the, the Penguin
0: No, this is a different plot. It it was a different script. And Burton's like, no, we're going to go this crazy direction of this industrialist. We don't want this other subplot. And so they just changed the Max Shrek character doing the other thing. I'm sorry. They changed Harvey Dent into Max Shrek and then made it this whole business type. And then
2: at the the end, Catwoman was going to do something that turned him into Two-Face. I think like she does something to Blacktrack oh. at the end what she, she she like
3: oh she kisses him with the, the 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 stun gun.
2: Yeah, that's what it was. The stun gun I think was going to like turn him into Harvey Dent or ah. turn him into Two-Face and and so they had to like retool all that.
3: Loki yeah. uh Harvey Dent Two-Face is my favorite Batman villain. Okay. More than the oh. I love that. I I gotcha. love that character. He's he's great.
0: So the the clowns and all that they they uh they corner Max Shrek. He goes into an alleyway and they have a sewer grate that I guess they can control every sewer grate because he walks yeah, onto a yeah random sure one. why not like how <laughs> would they know he would do that? But okay, so he falls down into the sewer and then this is where the penguin kind of he's ex- the first time like everyone's heard of this penguin creature, but no one's really ever seen him. And so he knows the stories and he sees that he's got the isn't it the Red Triangle Gang? And this it's not Serpo, oh it is right? the Red Triangle okay. Gang. You're right. So it's the, yeah, he's you're, got, right, you're right. So he's got all these clowns and they mentioned something about there's a story they bring up in this movie that there was uh batman i guess and alfred are sitting in the back bruce cave, is and doing
3: they, research on on him and finds like a, a freak show
0: a freak show and and they said that oh this guy disappeared before the police could question him so the penguin is being set up as this underground literally sewer crime boss with a <laughs> uh, circus freaks that came from that freak show um and so he explains this whole thing to to max shrek and that's how he gets shrek on board is that he basically i guess blackmails him or whatever he's like i've got yeah, all your he,
3: so he has like yeah he's got like a bag full of uh max What is he, what does he say he says uh one man's trash is another man's treasure so he's got like a, a a thermos full of like nuclear sludge from one of max's clean energy plants uh he's got like a contracts or something about i don't know something that he taped back together and then he's got the hand of Max Streck's partner. Yeah. And like he pulls out a severed hand in a kid's movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, it's just more stuff on top of stuff where Leanne's like, what
0: is going
3: on? Why is he shaking hands with a with a severed hand? I said
0: like, I don't know. Well, on top of that, that another thing I questioned this movie was like, okay, because I'm like, what the hell does Max Shrek and his company do? Does he run a department <laughs> store or does <laughs> he make power know. plants? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, and and because I'm my, like, it's a I think one of my favorite nonsensical <laughs> lines where, is where he's like, "This power plant will be my legacy." <laughs> yeah,
3: to yeah, leave like, like, to my son. Yeah, my, like, who even who's, even who's Bruce like, Wayne's like,
2: what? You're like, no, <laughs> who is like, what a great power plant that guy. Oh, built.
1: my gosh.
0: But I, th- when the, in the history books and the kids in class will be learning about the greatest creator of a power plant. Right. Like, <laughs> but no, it, it's and, just and, bonkers. And, and the
3: plan, the plan is even worse. Like the plan is to take power from got like take energy from Gotham.
0: And yeah, then stockpile. You, it? Yeah, you tell me this. How does How Gotham does have a surplus work? of power? <laughs> if it has a surplus of power, then buddies,
2: someone's already doing what you're doing. <laughs> what? It's got a like, surplus of power because nobody turns on lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but like, it's the stupidest... And that's what I'm saying
0: when you go back to the script. It's not just the one-liners. It's not yeah. the bad characterizations. It's the terrible plot and the terrible, like... The things that they're doing make no sense. Even by comic book standards, like, this is getting into, like, Lex Luthor tax real estate schemes <laughs> territory. So yeah, yeah. where you're just like, what the hell are you trying to do? And so it just... Uh, it, it was every little bit of the script and plot of this movie, it just kept getting to me because... It was nonsensical. None of it made sense. No, no. none
3: of it did. So, you know, basically, um, it turns out that the mayor won't go along with Max Shrek's plan. Bruce Wayne won't go along with Max Shrek's plan.
0: Um, of course not, so, because he's like, yeah, I'm no, a billionaire, it's ridiculous. and you would like to store power because if it's somewhere that means it's already stored so you would like to store power from other stored right. places and call it a power no, plant like how tell me how you're gonna make money from this again you're well that's a yeah um,
3: yeah so
2: also let's not forget that they're having an election in december
3: yes <laughs>
2: at
0: least they address
2: it though
3: they do address the it pengu- do the penguins crowded, line where he's yeah. like Don't elections happen in November? And this is late December? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about it. We got it. We got it. We got it. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So, Max decides to uh, back the Penguin as mayor of Gotham, which is a comic book element. Like, that's always been a thing is that Mm -hmm. the Penguin uh, has kind of been at the epicenter of a lot of crime. Like, with the Iceberg Lounge, he's kind of in the know all the time. He's a crime boss. But I think at one point he does... Maybe it's an alternate comic. I don't know. But there is a, there is one comic where he is the mayor of Gotham.
2: Sure. Uh, well, and that happened on the TV so, show. On Batman 66, he runs for mayor.
0: Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. It happens a lot. I'm pretty sure he does it in Gotham, the TV show. Like, that's been a reoccurring, you know, that's, yeah. Oh,
3: you know what? It was the Batman Earth one. Like, that's what Jeff like, Johns, Gary Frank graphic novel. And he's the reason the Waynes are dead in that book. Mm. Like, it's uh, Thomas Wayne was going to run for mayor and... uh unseat and clean up got it doesn't matter um so yeah so now they've they're on a collision course with each other the Catwoman ends up like joining the penguin for some unknown reason like i don't really know what her beef is with batman like he didn't she's not she hasn't done anything to to warrant uh batman going after her but she is adamant that they need to te- the penguin and Catwoman need to team up to take out Batman for well, some reason. Like, I th- think there's really... a deleted
2: scene. I I really do because <laughs> because when when Bruce Wayne meets uh, Selina Selina at Max Shrek's office and like there's, there's a moment where he looks at her where they both like kind of recognize each other but they haven't met yet. As right. Batman and, and Catwoman. And like And
3: he does have a line, he's like, Oh, I thought I recognized I thought right. I knew and, you. Maybe it's somebody else.
2: I feel like like there was a scene where they met as Batman and Catwoman, and that was supposed to be some sort of like a spark of recognition, but they for whatever reason deleted that scene.
3: Interesting. You you are right though. I was like, Well, we know that he can't mistake her for Vicki Vale. She looks nothing like Vicky Vale. Right. They're two totally different women.
0: The only thing they give us in this movie is that whenever she stops a crime in the alley after being recently anointed Catwoman, uh, she stops a mugger in an alley with a woman, and she takes him out in a very uh, b- yeah. bloody scene. Again, like her scratching oh, yeah. his face Kid. and blood coming. On the, <laughs> Every yeah. time
3: something happens, I looked at my, I look at my wife and I was like, "Kids' movie,
0: yeah." So <laughs> I, I was like, "Wow." Uh, but anyway, but then the woman's like, "Thank you so much for saving me," and she's like, y- it, "This is your fault. Like you're always waiting." Around around for Batman to save you so right. apparently she's mad at
2: Batman for
0: making people get, wait for him the, to save
2: them the like. problem with with the whole Selena Kyle subplot how she treats this woman in the alley who's being sexually assaulted how she yeah. interacts with the answering machine how she interacts with Max, Max Shrek, how she behaves when she gets it's the biggest problem ultimately is that this is what happens when horny nerd boys try to write yeah. feminists. And yeah. Yeah. this is what they... Th- and, they, they and like, they're not trying to insult feminists. I really don't think so. I think they think they're writing this strong female character. And for the time, I guess they were. Well, I think... but Wasn't she kind of... Wasn't... I mean, the whole Catwoman Hear Me Roar, all that
3: stuff. Yeah. Like, wasn't
2: that kind of a cultural thing? I mean... I think they wanted it to be I I mean I don't think it ever really clicked. I don't feel like it did. Maybe I'm wrong, but like okay I, but I mean I think they wanted it to be and I'm not saying it didn't resonate for some women in that way, but um but it but it really at the end of the day what makes it seem so what makes it play so weird now is that like they're trying to present it as this feminist girl power moment and it's just it it's really just kind of schizophrenic in terms of, like, yeah. why is she mad at this woman who was about to get raped in an alley? Like, Well,
3: well and yeah, and why well, is she mad at Batman? Batman has right. done, like, I could see if, like, maybe he busted up a score, right? Like, she's right. going to make some big heist and he breaks it up, but she gets away. I could see her being but there's, they don't have an interaction until she blows up Shrek's department store. Right. And they're yes. not, and the interaction isn't even that big. She's like, hey, what's up? It's almost on the level of Batman v Superman, where he's just like, I thought she was with you. Like that's it's almost the exact same interaction. Like it's almost the exact same uh appearance, right? Like it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, the two and, male and heroes is, are standing side by side.
2: Yeah, and this is the beginning of the, the too many characters yes. in a superhero movie. This is the start. You know,
3: I could even I could even let this one go, right? Like if if you're saying that um You've got you know, you're in Gotham, you've got the penguin, you've got Catwoman. Sure. And if they're not working together you know what I mean? Like once we get to Batman Forever, then we're off the road. Batman Forever,
2: it just goes wackadoodle with hero with heroes and villains. But like this one is like I think by trying to do pat penguin and catwoman, they had too many balls to juggle and they don't they do it moderately okay for a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. But like then then the next one they're like let's do more it, you know <laughs> here's this, robin and it, here's this and here's well, this well there was one. almost a robin
0: in this
3: right like they yeah yeah i, I wish there would have been
0: i will say though i think that batman forever balances the two villains much better than this movie like and
2: again haven't seen it since it came out so <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> but you've got you've got
0: Edward Nigma and his whole uh subplot that you know he works for Wayne Industries and then he turns into the Riddler and then you have two face and you have you know he's already established you don't need an origin story, and then they end up teaming up to take out Batman because they have that like I feel like that feels a whole like a yeah you know they have a single goal. And that works very well. Here, you have to get an origin story of Penguin. You have to explain who he is, yep. how he became. You have to do all that. You get an origin story for Catwoman and a bad one at that and so you're trying to juggle that. And to me, it just doesn't work as well. So like, I don't know. I never thought that I'd be saying I've always liked forever, but I never thought I'd be saying it's better, but I'm telling you, man, I just, I'm with you. I,
3: I, I am right there with you. I am shocked. The recent development that I think Batman forever is a better movie than Batman returns. Yeah. I was not prepared for
0: it's bizarre. I don't know. Yeah. I would have never anticipated that, but anyway, so, um, yeah. So So they,
3: they start a relationship, Bruce and Selena kind of, I mean, and this has been, and Bruce and Selena have circled each other for years in the comics. Like, and it, and it became a big thing in um, the Jeff John, not nope, Jim Lee, Jeff Loeb. Hush was kind of the beginning of this uh, shipping. Ba- yes, the shipping of Batwoman or Batman and Catwoman, and th- it's carried over for since then. And that was two thousand four, I think, is when that comic came out, and they finally pulled the trigger. Uh, and got you know got them married, and you know now they have. and actually, I like their relation. I like them together. like I th- I think them together. Yeah, works. I
0: really like it. I like it too. And I again going back to animated series, which I think is just the best Batman. I guess that's true.
3: They kind of they 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 flirted around that too, didn't they?
0: But I love the fact that you get a Bruce and Selina relationship, and you get a Batman and Catwoman relationship. I love the idea of those two things living separately and them not knowing. Yeah. And you know, I just think there's something really cool about that dynamic. And um, yeah, and I
3: think they have they have good chemistry. I like. Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer on screen together. Like, I think they work together very well. Sometimes you get, you know, like, I think, um, sometimes you put people in movies that they're supposed to be couples and you're like, no, they're not like, yeah. they don't even like each other. You know, I, I think it's so fine. like, they at least work. it's
0: just weird. I think the whole, I just think she's very, uh, you know, I just think she's unstable and I don't understand her motivations and it's just weird. That's the main thing.
2: And no, you're and, not wrong. And speaking it's, of, Love interest in a film not liking each other. We will see that in our next film. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Little teaser. You ain't there. kidding. <laughs> so
0: basically, the whole thing is just, you know, uh Oswald Cobblepot is, you know, the penguin is running for mayor so he can push Shrek's agenda. uh Catwoman is going after Batman for God knows why. Penguin's trying to take up Batman because Batman wants to stop Cobblepot. He he knows there's a connection with his research to the uh, triangle gang and uh, penguin. So they're all running around circling each other. There's lots of bad stuff that happens. Um, yeah. but you know, in the end, Batman ends up getting, uh, the penguin because the penguin, Okay, well, backing up a second. So, <laughs> yeah, you got to explain this. Let's let's go to the second circus attack on Gotham City. So this is where we get bomb pants. This is where we get the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. So the clowns are once again attacking Gotham. Uh, Batman has parked his Batmobile, and this is where you get that CG shield that goes over it. Yeah. Somehow, did you
3: have this toy? Did you have this toy?
0: Uh, I only had like the regular Batmobile. I don't think I had one with sh- the shields so, that went up.
3: The shield, it, did, it it didn't go up. It was a plastic cover. Oh, you just that ps- you would put over. Yeah, you set it over the Batmobile, <laughs> That's funny. And, it, and it and it was the shields. That's what that was.
0: <laughs> so the fact that underground sewer clowns can hack a Batmobile, yeah, I've got a problem with that. And then they can also <laughs> rig it up to be controlled by a kid's twenty-five cent vibrating like car right. that would be in front of a yes. Kmart. They Correct. have wired that up in a trailer for Oswald Cobblepot to drive the Batmobile around, and then they make it they make it look like batman is running people over and killing yeah. people around gotham and so this started making me think like this is the first time that i can remember and i didn't even know it was this bad but like the you know oh batman is bad like they keep trying to frame batman and then yeah, i feel like, i
3: love how the people of gotham immediately turn on him
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> just without don't don't question it and he's like no he's a bad guy now yeah and the only reason that all of this gets wrapped up like in a hurry you've got all this leading up to them <laughs> yeah. they keep framing batman and then he is like video messaging batman in the batmobile while he's controlling him and he basically gives up he's like ah sucker i'm gonna make everyone you know think that you did this and i'm in are a bunch of suckers and he records that message on the video screen and that's what later he ends up playing on broadcast television and he <laughs> does the scratching of him saying i'm gonna play these fools or whatever and <laughs> like, uh, a harp, like a
3: heart like a heart from hell
0: yeah and that's basically the yeah. whole that's the downfall of the entire plan the entire movie he has to retreat to the sewers and you know
2: up. yeah
3: so then his, <laughs> his, his plan is to kidnap the firstborn children of gotham and we
2: all know today that would not end someone's political career <laughs> yeah, right. yeah but yeah then again uh, talking
0: about getting dark joe like you just said he's like yeah, yeah well you know what i can't be the mayor so i'm just gonna go murder every kid in town
2: Every firstborn well, child. And there goblet. is We're throw so in the much. Sludge. There is so much biblical stuff in this movie. Um, yeah. yeah, with the whole like murdering of the firstborn child, he gets set ad- he gets set adrift on a river like Moses, and then it's yep. thirty three years, three later, years later, which, later, which, I which is that. how old <laughs> Jesus was when he died. Like it's like there's, it's. I'm just like, what are what are we establishing here? Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's very odd.
2: I will also say it's one of it. It might be. The only Tim Burton movie where the weird outcasts are the villains. Oh sure, yeah, that's yeah, a good point. That's I mean, true. I think well, that's I don't,
3: I don't I don't I think in eighty nine, I mean, Batman is the outcast, right? And the Joker, you know, like so that makes sense. Yeah, like, the Joker is.
2: They're like two sides of the same coin. Like we see that all the time, right? But, but uh, right. uh, but like. I mean, in any of his other movies, Edward Scissorhands, everybody thinks he's – because he's different and weird that he, they can't they, – they, they don't like him and they don't trust him. And blah. and where in this one, like, they, I mean, they basically throw away Penguin as a baby because he's <laughs> weird looking and he eats a cat. Right. Um. I mean, you know, but, it's not uh, so bad. Yeah. But, but – <laughs> He stays a villain, like there's no redemption story. We're not supposed to secretly be rooting for him and judging the other people who don't like him it's it's right, it's a little off brand for it effort. is that's true that's you, very true. i
0: wish they could have just made penguin misguided you know instead of him being a villain and him right. controlling a gang of clowns and trying to murder people like if they would have had penguin be misunderstood and actually become mayor and think he's doing good but honestly you like you said he's just a villain and he's crazy we find out that as soon as things don't work out for him he just wants to kill all the kids in town and <laughs> it, it's children it, of Gotham. Like, he's like yeah i mean because he's not just like oh yeah we will kidnap them and ransom them he's like no we will kidnap them and drown them
3: right <laughs> yeah right and i do like even the one clown's like oh man right he's little, the voice of reason yeah that's a little tough yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's his name in the credits so, yeah. fat clown is
3: it really Yeah, that's hilarious uh so batman thwarts that plot and he gets the kids safe uh oh i love the note that he drops off i told leanne i was like why did he draw his symbol and <laughs> then write batman on the bottom <laughs> like we know who it was you could either have done the symbol or the name either or Sorry, but no. He decides to that, he decides but, to take his time and monogram it.
2: I think Bob Kane wrote that note. That's Bob Kane's he did. handwriting. It's yeah. his, uh,
3: it did look like his handwriting. It's
2: Bob yeah. Kane's
0: letterhead. Yeah, that's why. Because when he used to do autographs, he carried that around. It was that letterhead. But but still, like in the movie context, it's yeah, it's silly and weird. Yes. And then like yeah, like sorry, the kids will not be showing up. Signed, Batman. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh,
3: uh-huh. Yeah, so then the the plot turns out that he's going to take all of his penguins and they're going to go to the Gotham Center and blow it up.
0: <laughs> got to give it to him with um, his penguins. Uh, you know, Stan Winston practical effects mixed yeah. with real penguins. They they yeah. had real penguins on set for the entire production. They flew them in, you know, they had a they chilled everything. He's they said uh, that the, it got to be like over 100 degrees outside and they would cool down the studio to like 34 degrees for these penguins. I mean, they the fact that they would do that and go to those lengths for they their were appearance king, in the background were, of this movie
2: yeah they were ki- cuz they were king penguins like it was a very yeah. specific type of penguin they were they were looking for
0: but, you know, that's one of those things again that like even though I, I think that this script is garbage and I really don't like this movie anymore, <laughs> this is like with Escape to LA. I really appreciate the practical effects. I appreciate the production value. Like hats off to everyone that designed this movie, that that, you know, worked on the look of it because again, it's a great looking movie and it's great looking effects. It's just garbage, uh, you know, a garbage script. Yeah. It's fun to watch, but not to listen to. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, also, oh man, you because lying. I forgot it earlier, I would like to know why Batman's bat suit can stop bullets, but a sewing needle can go through his suit.
3: But he can also rip, rip the mask off like it's putty. Yeah.
0: So yeah. just these yeah. are all just questions yeah. I have.
3: And it's it's weird. I actually like this suit more than 89's bat suit. Yeah. Like, it just looks like it has a little bit more mobility. It does have more mobility. Gonna...
2: It, it does. Yeah. Like,
3: yeah. I've decided that if they're going to for Matt Reeves' Batman, if they don't set this in like the snow, I'm going to be pissed because I don't know why but that aesthetic of Batman in the snow more so than like rain, I yeah. think is very cool. I don't know, maybe it's just like the contrast of colors to the yeah. you know, the white to the black of his suit.
2: I think it's yeah. that, like it, it it's just it's a it's a lot more visually appealing and it and it yeah. highlights the suit instead of hiding it. Like rain Yeah. It tends to to blur it where the the black and white like i loved the 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 christmas time look of this movie
3: oh yeah yeah, yeah i'm right there with yeah. you i totally agree well, let's so not they, forget they go that to this... batman wears
2: air jordans in this movie
3: yes instead
0: <laughs> of boots yeah <laughs> yes, instead does, of boots yeah. he wears black jordans and they just have like a shield on top
2: of them
3: <laughs> yes that's that, that's that's definitely like Michael Keaton like I'm not wearing those damn boots. Yeah, like that's, I, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I think a lot of it is
2: is about him being like I was miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I mean, doing that. He again. said flat out he made this movie because he was trying to buy some real estate and they were he didn't want to do it. Well, I'm sure he got it. And they were like 11 million dollars, and he's like, okay, you got me. All right, yeah. you win. Danny DeVito made the movie. I guess I, I read that he was uh, in the press for a year, supposedly cast as the Penguin. He said before anybody ever actually called him. And (laughs) and that he wasn't sure if he should take it, but he's really good friends with Jack Nicholson. And and so if you remember, they they were worked together very early on in both their careers in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. And then and then Danny DeVito, right before this movie, had directed Jack Nicholson and the movie Hoffa, right? So they're tight. And this Danny DeVito movie? Danny DeVito directed Hoffa. Yeah. I mean, and, I always thought that was
3: Oliver Stone. But, and, all right.
2: And so, uh, um, and, and Nicholson was like, oh, you want to take this role? <laughs> yeah, you're going to make, was, he's like, yeah. you're going to make so much money. Like, he's yeah. like, give me that, give me that Nicholson deal. Yeah. He's like, you got to take it for the money. Like, he's just, just too much to say no. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, you know, um,
0: before we wrap this up though like just i i had my notes i forgot to mention earlier when when he's remote controlling the batmobile like there's lines yeah. in here like maybe this is a bad time to mention this but my license is expired like right penguin you what? lived in the sewer last week you don't have a driver's license like <laughs> they they put lines in here to be funny but they're stupid like that's yeah. the example of the level of writing that went into this movie
3: or lack thereof
0: yeah
2: yeah it's uh yeah really so they,
3: they go to this christmas ball and this is where they get the the reveal that they say, you know, Bruce and Selena say the same thing they said as Batman and Catwoman. They realize who they are. I do like the line where he kind of pulls her in close and she's like, does this mean we have to start fighting? Yeah, like I, that
2: that line kind of worked for me. Um, they both they both had a mother named Martha. <laughs> they did. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> the only good thing about this scene is that everyone's in costumes but them. That's a smart. Yeah. Move. Yeah,
3: yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, so now all hell breaks loose. Turns out that there's a fight in the in the bottom of the gotham zoo where batman has to talk catwoman out of killing max uh which again like that makes sense like even Le- leanne goes why is she so mad at that guy and i was like well he did knock her out of a window
0: oh like, that yeah that's the a most legit, a legit
3: reason to yeah, be mad at somebody it's the most reasonable thing in this uh, movie for sure so max you know shoots catwoman this is the you know she's counting down her lives as he's pumping bullets into her in a kids movie
0: yeah
2: yeah <laughs>
3: just putting that back out there uh, and then of course she kisses him with the, with the stun gun from earlier in the movie. No, it's not the uh, stun gun, Bruce, right? Doesn't
0: she pull down electrical wires from, she grabs, she holds
3: a... on to the, she holds on to the wire and she's also got the stun gun.
0: Oh, okay. Wow.
3: The, it's, it's one big thing. Okay. Um, the whole thing blows, you know, the whole place blows up. They can't find Selena. They find a char a charred zombie body of <laughs> Max Shrek, uh, kids movie, happy meals, toys. All of that was attached to this movie. Uh, Bruce Wayne leaves the they see the the he thinks he sees Selena like jumping into the streets.
0: I thought he sees her cat. He jumps
3: No, he sees her shadow. Oh, okay. And then he stops the car, jumps out and then the cat kind of like rubs up against him. Oh. Uh they Merry Christmas Mr. Wayne from Alfred and then the the last reshot scene is <clears throat> the the bat signal going up and then Catwoman's head popping up. Yeah. Uh and that's how this movie ends. This I I I cannot believe that I have flipped on this movie. I'm and I'm, I'm with Batman you, man. Forever like, is a is a
0: better movie than this. It's it's I, crazy. I wouldn't have thought it ever. And I will say, probably my favorite part of this movie, again, aside, aesthetics aside and everything, but plot wise and script wise, the fact that that Bruce calls out Alfred for letting
2: Vicky Vale into the Batcave. Yeah, that's, that's the exactly. best thing. Twice that twice his, that is a great piece of fan service. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and other than that, like there's not a
0: lot of redeeming qualities about this movie.
3: <laughs> it's it's cool kind of cool that he gets to be funnier.
0: Yeah,
2: but that I,
3: Michael Keaton kind of gets to flex his, his comedic chops a yeah. little bit. Uh, but I
2: will say you know, I'm a big believer that you have to take a movie in its a historical context of when it was released. And like and and I and I was certainly disappointed in this movie when it came out, but I will also say that like you didn't get movies like this very often back then. Yeah. And, and to get a yeah. movie like this with so much money thrown at it to, to look this good with with A-list actors in it like that, that was unusual. Like now we 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 are very spoiled for these kind of movies right now. Um, and so it's like when when you watch this movie in real time, I I, I don't know that. Real time being 1992, I don't know that your your reaction would be as negative as it is currently.
0: I I agree with you. I just I think there's two sides of the coin. Like yes, people were craving comic book movies. Like they were desperate to get something, and these right. Burton movies delivered to them. And the first one's amazing and still holds up. Though this one, I think at the time, like you said, you'd be more forgiving because you were just you were hoping for anything that would that would give you these characters and this type of action. But you know, at the same time, while this movie may have been more acceptable at the time it doesn't
2: hold up it does not age well no
3: well i mean so well to your point kevin like i'm just thinking about overboard yeah right like that movie at a, at a time is is very funny yeah. and it's and it works but when you look at it in 2020 eyes uh, that's kidnapping,
0: right? Yeah, like that's and, then, and and
3: sexual assault. Like
0: it's it's not okay. <laughs> it's weird how some movies that were considered so good, and then you can say like, oh, they were a product of the time. But some movies are a product of the time and they work, and some movies are a product of the time and they don't. And I think this definitely falls into the latter character where it just it just doesn't hold up. No, and it's a shame because you know it's it's a movie that I really i really enjoyed and really cared about
3: yeah i think this may have been the first one that i saw i didn't i my parents refused to take me to 89's batman yeah because it looked too dark <laughs> and they're like oh no 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 absolutely jack nicholson no way absolutely not but i remember seeing for returns in theaters and be like yeah and then watching it last night, i was like oh no
2: Yeah, Yeah. it made me feel so old because, like, my parents refused to take me to eighty nine Batman because I was an adult and could drive myself. (laughs) (laughs) No, you drive yourself to that movie. Yes, I did. I did. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, I guess, uh, I guess that's it for this one. Sorry if we destroyed your childhood. Um, Yeah, I guess let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them.
3: This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21.
2: This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Be sure and uh, chime in when we post the episode and talk to let us know if, uh, if you've revisited the movie and if you agree or think we're just super jaded because <laughs> it. It could be either. It could be either or, right? So, uh, (laughs) and of course, uh, our Patreon at slash real spoilers. So, uh, coming up with the next one, we will uh, tackle uh, a movie that we went into thinking it was a misbegotten sequel. Kevin actually picked Batman Returns because he thought we were going to not dislike it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a shame. (laughs) But uh, uh, so, on the next one, we will continue our foray into the world of misbegotten sequels uh, with. Greece, 2 Another Michelle Pfeiffer uh, Pseudo classic so uh, thanks I mean, You know
3: there's 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 some silver lining I guess yeah
2: so thanks for tuning in and until Next time Memphis and mumble Make up